Hello, my name is Christopher and I'm your host for today. And today I'm going to be coming from 1 Kings chapter 19 verses 19 through 21. And they read, So he departed from there and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen before him, and he was with the twelfth. Then Elijah passed by him and threw his mantle on him, and he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Please, let me kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow you. And he said to him, Go back again, for what, I, what have I done to you? So Elisha turned back from him and took the yoke of oxen and slaughtered them and boiled their flesh using the oxen's equipment and gave it to the people and they ate. Then he arose and followed Elijah and became his servant. And my topic for today is when the power touches you. Elijah just simply walked by and threw his mantle on him or threw his cloak on him and and he said, well, let me go. And Elisha said, let me go back and tell my father, and my mother, that I'm finna go. I'm, I'm going to follow you. And he said to him, go back again. For what? What have I done? And before I carry on in the text, I want to make you aware of what's going on. Elijah has just challenged the prophets of Baal to a showdown to see whose God was the true God of them all. So he called all of Israel to join him at Mount Carmel, along with the 450 prophets of Baal and 400 prophets of the groves, which eat at Jezebel's table. And Elijah said to them all, how long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. And if Baal, then follow him. Then Elijah said to the people, I am one prophet of the Lord, but there there are 450 prophets of Baal, so this is what I propose to you. Give us two bullocks and let them choose one for themselves. Cut it up and lay it on the wood, but put no fire under it. And y'all that are many, call on the name of your God, and I will call on the name of the Lord. And the God that answers by fire, let him be God. And since there are so many of y'all, choose a bull for yourselves and dress it first. And call on the name of your God, but don't put fire under it. So they dressed it and and called on the name of Baal from morning to noon and nothing happened. So Elijah mocked them saying he must be talking or on a journey or an adventure or he may be asleep and needs to be awakened. Cry louder. And they called on him louder and they cut themselves with knives. And, and when the noon had passed, they prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice and still no answer. Did you hear that? I said they prayed loud and they prophesied and still no answer. And I say, be watchful of the ones that do all things, all kinds of things out of themselves. For the Bible warns us about them in Matthew 7, 15. And the New King James Version says, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. And then the Bible says, you will know them by the fruit that they bear. And what are the fruit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I say if there is no love, could it be that they have a form of godliness but denying the power thereof? No. Those are gifts and the gift comes without repentance, but power comes from anointing as did with Elijah when he had called all the people unto him. And when they came, he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. He took 12 stones, which represented the 12 tribes of Israel, the 12 sons of Jacob or Israel. And with the stones, he built the altar in the name of the Lord and he made a trench around the altar. Then he put the wood on the altar and he cut the bull in pieces and laid him on the wood. 
And then he said, fill four barrels with water. And this is where he prophesied at. He said, pour it on the burnt sacrifice. The sacrifice had not been yet consumed, but he said, pour it on the burnt sacrifice in the wood. You will see throughout scripture where these men of God had prophesied in the middle of going through or accomplishing something. You see, King Nebuchadnezzar is in his fury called on Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego and said to them, do you not serve the gods nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Well, now I'm going to give you a chance when the music plays to bow down and worship. And if you don't, you will be thrown into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hand? And they said, oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. They said, if it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will. Deliver us out of your hand, O king. And as Abraham went to Mount Moriah to sacrifice Isaac, as God told him to when he got there, he prophesied when he told the young men that we're that were with him. He said, abide here with the donkey. And I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. Then he prophesied again when Isaac spoke and said, Father, behold, the fire, the wood. But where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Abraham prophesied when he said God will provide himself a lamb for the burnt offering. I introduced to you Elijah prophesied. And then there was a manifestation when he said, pour the four barrels of water on the wood three times. And the water ran around the altar and filled the trench. Then Elijah came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel and that I am thy servant and that I have done all these things at your word. He said, hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that you are the Lord God that has turned their hearts back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when the people saw it, they fell on their faces and said, the Lord, he is God. And Elijah said to the people, take the prophets of Baal, let not one of them escape. And they took them and Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishon and slew them there. Then Elijah said unto Ahab, get up, Eat and drink, for there is the sound of the abundance of rain. And now we come to the point of the text that is in question. After all of Elijah's running and hiding because of Jezebel wanting to kill him and everything, uh, he, 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 he comes to this place in the wilderness and God sends him to, a, to another place out of hiding. And he sees Elisha's and he walks up and throws his cloak over him. He didn't touch him. He didn't speak to him. But the spirit recognized the spirit. And when the spirit of Elisha recognized that the power had touched him, he was ready to go. It had nothing to do with Elijah, but the spirit. And when the power touched him, he recognized the source that supplies all his needs to the point that the thing that he that he had used to supply for himself a living. He cooked it. Not only did he cook what he used, but he used the equipment to burn it. Wait a minute. He used the equipment to cook what he was working with and he gave it to the people to eat. 
power touched Elisha to the point that he got rid of everything that he had depended on to feed him to follow his provider. And even when the man had told him to stay here and I'm going over there, he said, no, I'm going with you. It wasn't the man. It was the spirit pulling the man. That day in the field, something touched Elisha, something he had never felt before. And it wasn't a man. It was something that he couldn't leave, something he couldn't shake, something that he was connected to without knowing how or why. But he chose to go after it. And after he had been trained to walk in the authority of the power, the man that he had followed was taken up before his eyes. And he walked in the power of the double portion that was given unto him. If you wonder why you are following somebody and you don't know why, I just want to say that it's not because of them, it's because of the power. It's because they are about to go out or go up. And God is calling you to walk in a power that they have never walked in before. A power that will super exceed your predecessor. A power that will cause you to do things that they never did. Go places that they have never been and reach the most unlikely people that they would have never reached. You are about to make power moves, baby. When Elijah got caught up, Elisha got bought up. Elisha said he wanted a double portion of what had touched him. I just want to say he received it before he received it. It was placed in his spirit upon the day of conception. I don't know what Elisha was praying about before Elijah came. I don't know what he was seeking God for when Elijah came. All I know is what the Bible tells me. The Bible said that Elijah came and when he came, he came with something that would change Elisha's life forever. We don't have a say as to when the power is going to touch us, but we have to be willing to follow it. We have to be willing to kill all that we have been working with and burn everything that we have been toiling with in order to walk in what God is presenting us with. It's not familiar. People may not be able to tell you why you feel how you feel. They won't be able to tell you why you have done what you have done. It's because of the power. The power affects every one differently. The same way no two people are the same is the same way the power doesn't make two people act the same. And the power that touched Elisha is the same power that touched the woman with the issue of blood. The power that touched Elisha called him to work. The power that touched the woman called her to be healed. The same power but two separate reactions. Power has no respect of persons. It has no geographic location that it wants to impact. But it does have a person it wants to touch. You're that person. If you would open your spirit to receive how the power wants to touch you and not perceive how you want to be touched, God can do what he wants to do. God is not bound to perception. He is not bound to your wants, but he is bound to his word. He said that he wants to make you the head. I know maybe you feel like you are heart or maybe you feel like you're the foot, but he wants to be, he wants you to be the head because wherever the head goes, the rest of you will follow. He's calling you to be the most important part of the body. I know that you don't think that you deserve it. I know that you don't think that you are worthy of it, but God says you are just the person he's looking for. 
It's not about anything you've done or any place you went or who you know. It's about who God chooses to touch. It's about who God chooses to place his power in. It's about who God wants to give jurisdiction to the kingdom to. God is calling all disciples. He's calling all his children because he wants to make a power move in this last and evil day. A move that is going to shake the very foundation and the core of the society that we live in. He wants to use you to do it. You think because you were molested or raped or mistreated or abused or broken hearted because you stole or you killed or you are a whoremonger. You think it's because you but you think it's because of your past or even who you are presently. Because you sold drugs, were an addict or because you did things that people can't or won't forgive you for that God wants nothing to do with you. It is not so. God knew who you were before he called you and if you didn't hear the call but if you feel this message he's calling you now the power has to come to touch you don't worry about what it looks like don't worry about how you feel the spirit has come to convict so that you can make room for the power to touch you maybe Elisha wasn't praying maybe he wasn't feeling anything maybe he was looking for something that he couldn't articulate and he didn't know what it was he just kept trying to find it in something or someone Maybe he was just as some of us lost trying to find his way or empty trying to fill a void or searching never to find it in sex in people and activities and drugs and gangs and relationships or whatever the case may be. God has presented this time just for you. He has brought you to the door. All you have to do is open it. He says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and open the door, I will come into him and die with him and he with me God is saying you tell me all about it and I will make a way out for you I will show you a better way give you a better life I will let you taste and see that I am good I am joy I am peace I am love everything you have been looking for I am I can't deny myself that's why I will be with you always until the ends of the earth no one can pluck you out of my hand you have to let go because my grip won't change won't loosen but I can't not go against your will that's why I need you to open the door to your heart for if you will open the door to your heart I will open doors in your life I want you and you need me together we can do all things because I will strengthen you and enable you to carry the load I will lift the burden take of me for my burden is light and my yoke is easy I will cause you to conquer your steepest feats I will help you to overcome the obstacles in your life. Nothing is too big that I can't handle or too large that I can't remove. Not even the mountains that you are faced with matches the power you are graced with through me. My particle child I can see you come to me and I will give you rest for your weary soul I want to invest in you to raise your worth make you more valuable not only to man but to me the world needs you come from among them and be ye separate don't be separated from them but be separate from them I need you to be around them because I need them to see you I need them to be impacted by who you are when I say be separate I mean be around them 
them, but don't be conformed to them. They need to see change in order to change. Sometimes people will imitate or conform to what they see. Sometimes they need an example to follow. I want to place you in front of some people and take you through some things so that they can see my hand and choose for themselves to change. You are in my hand. You have always been in my hand. That's why you are not dead. I kept you from destroying your life by covering you. I know you went through some things, but I was there with you. That's why you didn't lose your mind and kill yourself. I had to bring you to this point. I know life was hard for you, and I want you to know that it was hard for me to watch, but I wanted you to have the best of me. The thing about a parent is we can't take you out of everything you get yourself into because if we do, you don't learn from from your mistakes and we cripple you. Do you know how many times I, God said, God said, do you know how many times I have tried to get you to change? Do you know how many times I have tried to get you to walk away from the world to follow me? Every time you found yourself in a situation where you could have been dead or messed up really bad, that was me keeping you, trying to get you to turn. Every time you found yourself in a rut that was too big for you to get out on your own that was me making a way trying to get you to change your mind about me. Every time you were down and out with no place to turn to, that was me trying to get you to look to the hills from which cometh your help. You have to choose me. I can't make you do anything. I know you want me to make you do it, but I can't, so I have to allow you to walk out of the holes and the valleys that you have stumbled into. I know you may not want to come to me because you think that you are going to miss out on life, but the truth is I give you life more abundantly. No one or nothing can do what I can do, not even you. If you would deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me, and by follow me I mean to read and learn of me, acknowledge that I am the head of your life, I will exalt you. I don't walk on the earth as men do. So you can't follow me physically as you do men. So you have to follow me mentally, spiritually, and wholeheartedly, giving yourself a living sacrifice to me so that I can change you in your perception of life. I love you. I cherish you. I know what I put in you. Not only did I form and create you, but I made you to rule over the powers of the darkness that plagues your life and to break the chains of bondage over those that I entrust you with. I want to give you power and authority. I want you to have dominion, but I want you to know that with it, comes a great responsibility that everyone can't handle. But I know that you can, so I call you today to free your mind of all the pain and all the sorrow and all the hurt and disappointment. I call you today to give you life to impact life. Let my power touch you and give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. I know you don't understand it now, but if you would yield to my spirit, says God, if you would yield to the spirit of God, you will know a life that you've never known before. You will feel something you've never felt before. 
before. Not only will you live a life that you've never lived before, it will be the best life that you never had before. This is what God wants to do for you and in you. He wants to do it because he loves you. It's your choice to choose freely. Open your heart today and receive life more abundantly or not open up at all and just keep living the same old life that you've been living. Even if it ain't that bad, it could be better. God wants to change your life. He wants to change your heart. He wants to change your circumstances. He wants to change your surrounding. He wants to change your perception of him. He wants to change your perception of the world. He wants to change your perception of life. He wants to give you something that you've never had before. He wants to do something in you that you've never had done in you before. He wants to make you new. He wants to make you whole. He wants to make you that is not subject to the world. He wants to make you a power of permanence, a power that shakes and moves, a power that builds and constructs, a power, a power, a power he wants to make in you. But it's your choice to choose. It is your choice to choose. God is calling you today let him know if you hear him call on his name receive him today time is running out time is not it is of the essence it's not abundant as we expect or what we think it is God says he wants you to come to him he wants you to come to him he said he wished that none would perish but we all will come into the knowledge of Jesus Christ there is no way to the father except we go through Jesus and he's calling you to go through Jesus now. Y'all have a blessed day.